episode 83. Bang, bang, bang. Here we go. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletops, RPGs, miniatures, but always about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and co-founder of The Games We Play, and with me this week, my co-host is my lovely wife, Emily. Hi! You always pause, like, you you like always pause to see, like, should I say something clever? You need, like, a tagline. I know, I do. I don't know. (laughs) Because I'm Emily, that's Corey's tagline. (laughs) I'm Corey! Uh, wow. Already off traffic. Uh, (laughs) All right. So uh, this is uh, episode 83 of the games we play. Thank you for joining us today and welcome back, Emily. Uh, Last couple weeks we had to be here. Wonderful. Um, (laughs) Uh, The last few weeks, uh, we had our our holiday game gift guide for 2020. Chris and I actually broke that up in three-parter. That ended up being a really long one, but we recorded that over a couple sessions. Went pretty well. Uh, We gave our suggestions in different categories. If you didn't listen to it, go check it out. Um, We did try to break it out, and I put in the show notes the games and the topics and timestamps. So if you don't want to hear about two-player games or family games for younger kids, whatever, Feel free to skip ahead. Uh, the timestamp should be there. Unless you have an iPhone. I guess the iPhone app, the Apple, you can't like skip around on the time. I don't know. It's kind of weird. My Android, I can do that. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, maybe it's app dependent. Uh, it doesn't matter. But uh, go check that out. We had a lot of fun. Chris and I coming up with that. And we talked about a lot, a lot of games. So if you're still trying to figure out something to buy for the holiday season, listen to it. You better get on that soon, actually. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think shipping and stuff. I, I, ship- I bought something, I think, on Thursday from Amazon. It still hasn't shipped yet for yes, a board game that I, was on sale. Yeah. So. That does not bode well for the fact that I haven't started my Christmas shopping. Yeah, and nor have I. Um, Nor have we for for our son. But, you know, we'll get there. Hopefully everybody else is on on the ball, maybe more so than we are. (laughs) I just, with Thanksgiving, oh yeah, Thanksgiving was last week. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, I guess it would be two weeks ago when you're listening to this. Um, But Emily, it was before Thanksgiving came on. But man, it snuck up here. It's already... We're already a week into December, and we have a few more weeks till Christmas. It's crazy. Yes, it is crazy. It's uh, not, yeah. Time scary. is scary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, this last week has just been crazy busy, uh, and we got both got exposed to COVID, uh, unknown to us at the time. We didn't know. Um, of course we didn't. But thankfully, we did, we did come down with it, so that's good. Um because we think we already had it. I think we did have it back in February. This is the seventh I mean, everybody time. was saying, like, we're nuts saying that, but, you know, the, it just came out last this, week that they proved that it was in the United States in December. Right. Yeah. This is the seventh time that I personally have been exposed. Just because of work and stuff. But you've yes. had masks and everything. But this right. is the first time I've actually been around somebody that has confirmed COVID where we both didn't have masks because it, it was my dad. And he had got a negative... A test right before so you know he he got tested just to make sure it came back negative we're all good um so either he contracted it like after or the test was wrong i don't know because another test came back 
positive. Who knows? Who knows how that came? But thankfully, um, you know, I we I've been quarantined. You've had a slow week, and then just going back and forth from full online to hybrid for our son. Oh my goodness! Oh it's man, been a nightmare. Teaching a first grader full hundred percent Zoom like him for the entire there, day. Oh my word! The entire day it's a Zoom crazy. call with the first grade class. So you you've been in first grade this week. Yes, um, I've been an associate. <laughs> <laughs> some of the stories, it's hearing some of the kids. It's actually pretty funny. It is really. Funny. What was it the first day the kid? Oh asked, yeah, the kid was like, "Where's the principal's office in Zoom?" Because you know me, you know me. His exact words, you know me. <laughs> Where's the principal's office? <laughs> oh man, oh brother. Uh, and his teacher the whole day constantly is okay, friends. So then I feel myself saying, "Okay, okay friends. friends. Okay, <laughs> supper's ready. <laughs> okay, friends." <laughs> Oh, man. And then we all have lunch breaks together now. Like, Denver goes on lunch, and then I go on lunch. And Oh, uh, man. Thank goodness it's over for now. <laughs> for now. We, yeah, so we start. For now, until, so like, January, We had less than a week uh, notice to go straight to full online virtual from hybrid, and then we got less than a week for a notice for full back to hybrid. So I don't know what's going on. So that's how our lives have been. So We're things have been a day at a time. I yeah absolutely. So it's it's been crazy around here, work and just trying to manage life. I think everybody else is probably in the same boat. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I want to do with the podcast, a lot of stuff with gaming, a lot of other stuff around the house that I really want to get to. But I just feel exhausted by the end of the night. Maybe yeah, I'm not much alone. Just go to bed right away. I know. I think you went. I, I think I fell asleep at like nine o'clock one day this last week and. Didn't you fall asleep before that, like 8.30? Yeah. Yeah, it's been crazy. So we, we've we been trying to, it's been tough to get games in, but we did get some games. We should probably, this has been five minutes of not talking about games. So uh, we do appreciate that's what's been going on in our lives. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yes. Hopefully everybody else's personal lives are going we've fine. We've also started kind of kicking around ideas for our gaming goals for 2021. Oh, yeah, we did. So we you had some really good ideas yeah, that I wouldn't even still, thought of. We're still discussing. We'll, we'll see what we come up with. But before, like... Probably the last episode of the year or around that. I think our episode uh, for the two of us uh, come up again will release on the 21st, I believe. I'll have to talk to Chris. We might have to shuffle things around with the holidays. It's probably easier for us to record around the holidays than it is with him. Um, But we'll we'll figure that out. But uh, yeah, we'll either in the next two weeks or three weeks, we'll talk about our gaming goals for the next week. And then we'll talk about them. Hey. Uh, we'd love for you guys to start thinking about it and then send them in. Yeah, It'd be we'd love fun to hear to keep, your ideas. Keep each other accountable. We can post about it on social media together, maybe tag each other. That'd yeah, be a lot of fun. That start, would be. Start a little movement. Maybe we invent a hashtag or something like games we play Game goals. goals. Game goals. Game goals? Game goals. Game goals. Okay. Uh, games we play game goals. Game we play games. We, games we play G- pod game goals. G-W-P-G-G? I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure out something snappy. This is just off the top of my head. Okay, this is going really well. Seven minutes into our half an hour or so episode. I just wanted to put that out there so people can start thinking about yeah. their goals for next year. Yeah, it'd be great. It'll be fun. I, I, I played way more games this last year than I had in any other year. Yes. Um, Podcast or not. So. And it was so fun. It was a lot of fun. It was the best gaming year that I've had. Technically, have I hit my my actual goal? Speaking of gaming goals, you hit all your gaming goals, right? Yeah. Ooh, I'm 15 games shy of Ooh. my unique oh, games. Oh, no. What are you going to do? Better get on it. We have 15 unique games to play before the end of the year. That's an average of like 
a game every other day or so. We got to get on it. Yeah, we'll we'll get her done. We have some holiday breaks in there, thankfully. And not many family gatherings either from the sounds of it. Yeah, so my gaming goal for the year was 200. And as of right now, I have 230. I did not have a unique game goal, but then I created one as 100. And now I'm at 104. So Very cool. Yeah, I'm already there. Yeah, and then I uh, we got that Kickstarter in for the Mosaic calendar. Uh, there's somebody I follow. We follow on Instagram, and she like creates pictures with game components, like minute, like like uh, meeples and other game components, and she makes pictures out of them, and they look really cool. They they mimic the like box art, or they're inspired by the art of the games. You know, like feast for odin you have a big like picture of odin with the beard and everything but it's all done out of uh game components anyway so we got their kickstarter her kickstarter and she created a board game calendar in there there's a 10 by 10 play and it comes with stickers and then on each month on the calendar there's actually spots next to the week where you can write on the calendar games you played Ooh, and that's for cool. goals and stuff like that so maybe we utilize that calendar to kind of yeah. plan out the games we want to play for the year mm-hmm. um so, so just kicking that around too on top of my head so oh, yeah that's a good idea 2021 is gonna be a lot better with a lot more games and it's gonna be sweet yes and hopefully next year we get more shelving space just saying i know hey well, we officially sold a game oh I'm, so, I'm sorry we're all over the place here but we actually officially <laughs> sold i've sold my first board game well ever. Who, who now sold it well i mean it's ours right so yeah. we i'm in we right i am the one that sold it but yes <laughs> you allowed me to sell it i suggested um, so we actually sold the first game ever, board yeah. game, out of our collection. It was Villainous, by the it way. It was Villainous. Because I'm never going to play that game again. Sorry for people who like Villainous. Just, it didn't, it didn't do anything for me. But I could see how people really like it. If you're a big Disney fan, I think. Yes. It is a really cool game in The components, theory. the artwork. It looks cool. Mechanics didn't really grab me. It's a little too random to take that for me. But, but uh, I could theory, see why some people would like yes, it. Yes, yeah. So I'm not like demonizing if you like it, but it wasn't great for me. <laughs> what are you going to do? All right. Let's, let's, let's talk about games here. That was 10 minutes of just babbling. Sorry about that for those who have hung on thus far. All right. So let's talk about some games, Emily, like we do. Um, if this is your first time listening, by the way, we appreciate you listening. This is not our normal format. Although now that we're like 10 months into quarantine and the pandemic, this is technically our normal format it's become more normal than the old way how the old format and which we'll try to get back to when we start getting more in person with chris and whatnot is we try to have short segments you know five ten minute segments where we have different topics we talk about board game topics we talk about board games we do reviews in-depth reviews we do top list we we tell stories we just do off the wall silly stuff uh sometimes i come up with some edit some like unnecessary censorship stuff like that uh that's our normal format but right now during uh, pandemics just a little tough uh, as we talked about with like hybrid and online and virtual and work and it's it's been crazy so we just try to talk about games we played uh, roll credits uh so we're just going to talk about uh, a couple games we each played talk about what we liked about them describe them um in brief detail and that's basically the episode so uh, hang on here. We got four games to talk about. Emily, did you want to go ahead and start it off first then? Yes. So we got Holly in the mail, which is one of the first Kickstarters that I have ever picked out. Holly Festival of Colors. Holly Festival of Colors. H-O-L-I. I would say it's an area control game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a multi-level area control. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's 3D. Basically, you have a specific pawn. 
and you place it on the board and it's all about throwing color. It's like tagging people with colors and yeah. trying to th- throwing spread. Color on them. Yeah, throw spread, spread your color. color. Yep, on the on the board and hitting other people. Yeah. This is actually before we go a little bit more into it. This is actually based off of a Indian or Hindu, I think, festival that they do in India, I believe. And now I'm probably offending somebody because uh I don't remember. Actually, in the game, though, it does come with a description. It actually talks about it. Known as the Indian Festival of Spring, the Festival of Colors, and the Festival of Love. Check out some pictures. Actually, the pictures on uh, on Google is actually... This would be really fun. Look at it. A few moments later. Anyway, so that's what it's based off of. Uh, go it, check out some pictures on Google. It reminds me of the color run, except the color run does not do it justice. <laughs> no. Uh, it's it's really cool. So anyway, that's what it's based off of. So sorry, you can continue your your description of this game. Mm, now that I was so rudely interrupted. Oh boy. So you start on the lowest level, throwing your colors, and you do certain movements and actions, and then eventually you get to move up to the second level and possibly the third level. Once you get up to the higher levels, then you get more points. There's also a deck of cards that kind of adjust the rules for each game so there you pull out two cards and that'll kind of give you a um a variant to the rule for that specific game yeah and they could be like scoring or it could modify current movement rules or it gives you bonuses for different movement or do other stuff um we played a couple different ones and they they're definitely all ranging from different scores all over the across the board like no pun intended but it was uh it definitely modified the game, and they were very unique. They weren't all kind of in the same vein where it's like, well, this does this, and this does this. No, they're all completely mm-hmm. different, which is, an, is a nice way to vary up the game every time you play it. Yeah. So, all in all, I would say that my first Kickstarter purchase was a hit. Yeah, it, it, it was a really cool game. because Because we did the Kickstarter, we actually got the upgraded components, so we got some nicer, chunky like player pieces and stuff like that. Um, but it does come with game trays, at least that's why I think the base game comes with, which is probably why it's a little more expensive. But, but it's with so nice. The game tray storage in it is fantastic. I mean, you just yeah. pull out your little tray that has a couple spots, and then that's that's it. You don't have to open any baggies, distribute out tokens, um, because what the the color is in different colors. Obviously, uh, so you, each player gets a different color of those colors, and they're different shapes, and and so then you have your little tray of all those, and um, you also you, what you didn't mention is each person has their own little deck of cards, and those deck of cards actually talk about what movement, well oh, not yes. movement, but where you can throw the color. So it's like grid, because each of the levels are squares, right, and they have little indentations. And uh, they kind of show in relation of where you are, where you can throw and where you hit colors. And so they're all different patterns. It kind of reminds me of Onitama a little bit. And uh, the movement, you can move anywhere. So that's kind of nice. You're not restricted by movement. But uh, when you tag people, your color goes into their thing and you get bonus points at the end. And what what's really mind-bending about this, and I don't know if you're long or kind of puzzly, is when you get to the higher levels and you throw color, you do get more color for having color there on the higher levels at the end of the game. There can only be color like one in each space. So you can't, once you get it, so it's a little area control with your color, if you will. But it falls through, through the level. Yeah. So if you're on the third spot and you throw it on this one space... 
Um, you have to look below it directly on the, the levels below to see if there's spots. And if not, the color falls down to the, the bottom spot. And so then you're going to get less color. And then you also have to fill in spots to be able to jump up. So to be able to move up, you have to have be surrounded in the spot you happen to be. And then once you move up, you can't move back down. And it, it gets a little trippy because you can throw colors, which then falls down and then hits another player. And so there's a lot of having to look at these cards and it's it's really puzzly. Kind of reminds me of chess a little bit. You're having mm-hmm. to think through all the different moves yeah. you can have. I, I do like that it's the the cards are just where you throw your color and you can move anywhere on the board. I really like that. There's not you're not restricted by you can only move one adjacent or the cards that say where you can move. So I really like that. I do really like the programmed cards. Yeah. And you get to choose. Yeah. And you have multiple to choose from. So it doesn't feel restricting and there's duplicates in the deck. And there's a mechanic where you can just throw down one color by sacrificing one. And then plus all the modifiers, it really does. Um, there, there's some that give you a lot more freedom in, in that modifier deck too. So overall, this ended up being a lot more puzzly. Like It, it kind of gave me a 3D chess type vibe mm-hmm. actually yeah with a really cool theme and a very cool table presence because once you once you build up this board because they're they're plastic clear plastic for the boards and they have like a little indentation for squares mm-hmm. um and then you have these cardboard things on the corners the four corners that then they they slot in that's how they that you build the the board if you will i don't know tower how tall is that isn't it it's like a foot or two off the table isn't it Oh, yeah, I would say like a foot and a half, maybe. It, it's really cool looking. If you're walking by somebody playing this, you you would you would stop and take a second look mm-hmm. because yeah. it looks really cool. And even the cardboard inserts on the outside around the edge of the board and the things that hold them up, they're just so colorful. The theme looks great, and it just it looks fantastic on the table. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely a little more puzzly um, and thinky than I thought it was going to be, but I really did enjoy it. In it a was good a lot of way. In a good way, yes. And I, I'm really excited to play three or four players on this because I think it would get really chaotic with yeah. three or four players. Typically, with two-player games, you get more scoring. I think you would get a lot more scoring with a three or four-player game because colors are going to fill up a lot quicker. And you get to tag more people, which gives you a lot more points uh, early on than not. So, um, a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So, that was Holly Festival of cover- Colors. I think think it should be out in retail pretty soon because the Kickstarter just got delivered last month. But um highly suggest that this is by Flood... Floodgate. Floodgate Games. Yeah, they're the same people that did Sagrada and stuff like that. So that kind of gives you an idea of the quality and kind of what they're going for. Kind of gives you the same kind of vibes. So um, definitely check it out. A lot of fun. All right, next, uh, next game on our list is a game I pulled out with some friends that we got together with and that's cash and guns i'm not sure we've actually talked about cash and guns i don't think we played it this last year and emily you still haven't played this game still haven't played it i would Uh, like to uh, if you've never heard this (laughs) someday if you've never heard of this game this is actually an older game and so we played the second edition and second edition came out just a few years ago uh but essentially what cash and guns is is a game where you take control of this criminal and we're all on the, you know, we're all this part of this game that we just pulled off a heist and we got back to our, yeah, you got all back to the hideout. Now it's time to divvy up the loot. However, <laughs> however, uh, things might get a little intense because how this game plays out is everybody gets a foam gun. That's correct. Uh, you, you get a little foam thing that you hold and, 
and it's in the shape of a gun. Now, there is like orange tip on it, but they are black. So um, you get a foam gun and uh, you're pointing uh, these foam guns at each other and holding each other up. And uh, you get cards that have uh, bullets or or blanks or clicks. And so you only get so many and there's it plays over what five or six rounds. So you get five or six bullet cards, but you only get a few that actually have a gun or bullet because you, I guess you used them in a heist. Um, so what happens is everybody blindly p- picks which uh, bullet they're going to load into their gun. It's going to be a click or it's going to be an actual bullet. Uh, nobody gets to see this. And then everybody, one, two, three, aims out of somebody. And then at this point, you get a chance to bow out. You know, you're like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. And if you put your gun down, well, if somebody was pointing at you, they don't show their card if they played a bang or miss. Uh, but you're out for that round for picking for picking any uh, loot because uh, you're divvying up the loot and it's all shuffled up in these tarot sized cards and everybody sees the loot before pointing. And then whoever's left uh, either didn't get shot because if you stay in and somebody's pointing at you, they reveal the the bullet. If it's a click, you're fine. But if it's a it's a bullet, you get shot and you're out for the round and you do get health and can get eliminated if you get shot too many times. And whoever's left then divvies up the remaining loot. So if there's one person left, they get all the loot. If there's two people, you, you split it up, just alternating and, and so on and so forth. Once all the loot's divvied up, then the next round comes. Everybody's back in, unless you're dead, and you just keep carrying this out until the game's over. I think it's six or seven rounds or so. And the loot consists of actual money, which has face value of different denominations. There's art, which is set collection. There's diamonds, uh, which the diamonds don't give you as many points, but if you have the most diamond cards at the end, you get an extra 60,000 bonus. And there's some health cards in there, which is nice. And there's some reload, so you get more bullets back. But that's basically what the loot is. And you just carry it out, and whoever has the most money at the end wins. And it's pretty pretty simple, actually. Um, it's just a silly game, though. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a little take that because, you know, you get multiple people pointing at you, feel like you're getting picked on. Um, it's sometimes late in the game, some people are pointing at you, and you're like, dude, I have only two loot cards. Like, Joe over there has 10 loot cards. He's winning. You need to point at Joe. Um, so sometimes that can get a little frustrating, but you have to go into the game just knowing it's a goofy, fun game and not try to go and try to win the game uh, because you could get a little frustrated with the take that. But this is this is a silly, lighthearted game. Don't want to take it too serious because you're pointing fake guns at each other. Probably don't want to play this at work either. Um, <laughs> or school. Don't play this at school or work or anywhere. Just play this at home uh, with people that are, are going to be fine with it. I can understand the theme might turn off some people. And again, you are pointing fake guns at but each other. But it's really like cartoony. It is. Everything's cartoony. So it kind of has a very lighthearted theme. Um, and I can understand having kids point, you know, fake guns at each other at the table could be a little concerning too. I, I totally get that but you know if you have teenagers and adults and stuff this is definitely a light-hearted party game um and it can play up to eight players i think or nine it, it gets really silly and there's a bunch of expansions um to add more stuff to it more loot more rules uh different kinds of weapons there's different kinds of weapons you can get and in the original one there's like a, a an asian themed one you can get like daggers and like shurikens and throwing <laughs> um 
and like a samurai sword and stuff. But uh, the characters do have some special abilities, so you can play with that. So it kind of mixes up the game a little bit where they can kind of break some rules. And so that's more of advanced play. And that's where the game gets even more interesting when you start playing with people you keep playing with. Um, so overall, a lot of fun. Not a game I'm going to play over and over and over and over, uh, but definitely a game to have on the shelf just to pull out when you have some uh, group of people that are not really into games, but it's a really easy game to the the teach, and then everybody really gets into it. Even if people... One of the guys there, he's like, I'm not really into board games, you know, I whatever. We pulled out, and he was having a lot of fun with it. So um, definitely that kind of game that I like to recommend. So that was uh, Cash in Guns. That's Cash and then the letter N, Guns. So Sounds like fun. I hope I get to play it someday. <laughs> <laughs> We've only owned it for three years. Right. Actually, that was the first time uh, we, we played my our copy, actually, so... <laughs> I got a few years ago on Super on Sale and then uh, had never played it because a lot of the other guys I play games with and our group already has it. So um, never needed to punch ours out. But yeah, it's good fun. All right. Last game on your list, Em. Uh, yes. So we pulled out Fireball Island. Well, let me rewind. Uh, there is a new local game store here in town. And so Brian went. They had kind of like a sale an early November sale for Black Friday, but they're doing it all month. All, all week long. They kind of just try to spread out for, you know, because of COVID and stuff like so, that. So, uh, uh, shout out to Dungeon Gate, by the way. Yes. So, Brian ended up picking up two of the expansions for Fire- Fireball Island. One of them was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Bees. Hidden Bees. And what was the other one? Snakes. The Last Adventurer. The Last Adventurer, which added snakes to the game. Yep. Uh, and, and another adventurer. So it made it five player. Yes. Okay. So then it it opens it up for five players. Which is nice. So we played this game with our son, the three of us, and with the two new expansions. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. We're still missing two expansions, though. Right. But I do like what these two added to it. Very very minor, I would say. They come in small boxes. And and I did be able to, by the way, fit everything into the main box with it. Nice. Barely. But I was able to. Of course, I had to find a YouTube video to figure out how to do it because, man, that Fireball Island box. But uh, (laughs) anyway, it's neither here nor there. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it added this tiger that you could uh, flick at people. It It reminded me of those frogs. Oh, yeah. That that you you press down mm -hmm. and they fly up. Yeah. Yeah, That's exactly what it was. So you like flick it onto the board. You can hit people with the tiger. Really really hard to control. Yeah, but Denver did get me. And you get like three treasures when you knock somebody down. Yes, it's crazy. high risk, high reward. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Or you can dump a whole hive of bees down (laughs) and hit everyone. And then if you get stung, you can only move half your movement points for your turn. Also, Uh, the honey pots uh, that you can get. Yeah. Yeah. So it added some new treasures that were higher point values but if you pick them up you get stung by the bees right <laughs> so then again you can only move half your movement or you could give them to people yeah they get six points at the end but they get stung too so i just like this game i think it's fun it's kind of crazy the board is super cool that it's an actual island on your table big 3d with the big yeah power. yeah if you didn't know what thunderball island that's that's what it is that's the base game yeah yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, and then the the snake one, the last adventure that added oh, yes. snakes uh, marbles to the board, and and obviously cards to activate them. But I will say I was a little disappointed it wasn't actually snakes. 
<laughs> well, how would you be able to flick snakes and I did, roll down the I island? I did realize that after I really <laughs> thought about it. <laughs> but you can get poisoned but if, by th- the snakes. Yes. I thought it was going to be a real, not re- not a real snake, but an actual snake figurine. Well, that'd be kind of cool, but yeah, yeah, they wouldn't be able to. Roll down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, you you can get poisoned, and if you get poisoned by the snakes, then you have to draw from the top of the movement deck instead of playing one of the ones from your hand. So that that can kind of suck. Uh, but oh, yeah. or be good, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it really didn't like significantly change the game, but it definitely added enough to the game to make it more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think than the base game, it also added a little more swinginess. So even if you were behind, you had a chance to catch up because those honeypots add a lot more high points. You had the new idol and the other expansion that add a lot more high points. Um, so there was enough stuff added that I felt like you it was a little more balanced. There's a lot more higher point stuff. Just going for the heart of Volcar, if you will, that little mm-hmm. gem, which is the high po- point one in the base game. It doesn't feel as overpowered. You don't feel as picked on when you get it because there's other opportunities which are spread across the whole board to get those high point values, which I, I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that table presence on this game is just fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's so much fun just to drop those marbles or flick marbles at each other. And and it's honestly one of my favorite games that we play with Denver because yeah. yep. it's not boring. <laughs> no, it isn't boring. It's always lively, uh, especially with him or any With our kid. seven-year-old. He's seven. So yeah. <laughs> there's not always a lot of options <laughs> But at least what he, we can play with him. At least he knows, like, he's like, it's okay if I lose, and it's fun. Yeah. Like, there'll be times where he flicks a boulder and misses, and he's like, well, that didn't count. It's like, no, it did count. So, you know, it's, it's learning that sometimes failure is going to happen that you're not going to be able to get, especially with dexterity. It's really hard to execute sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you can get kind of picked on. It's like, oh, yeah, I got hit by you, and I got hit by you again. I steal a treasure, steal a treasure. Um, right. But, again, we're just having fun. You're not necessarily going out to try to win every game um, and just have fun with the presence of the board. And I think that he's starting to learn that. He definitely like didn't get upset this time like he has in the yeah. past. So definitely progress. And this is the type of game that is really cool on the table. A lot of fun to play, but also have some that take that and a little randomness because it's dexterity and how it rolls down the island. Um, and what just cards learning you how get. that works. Yeah. And who, yeah, who steals your treasure and stuff like that. And so it's just learning some of that and getting used to it. And I think the more you do that, the easier it is to accept that, I think, to play. And he's definitely tamed or mellowed out with that game a little bit. And he didn't get upset at all when he played it, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Good for him. Anyway, yeah, I, I was really impressed by the expansion, especially since they're like 10 bucks. Um, there's two other expansions that actually add new boards that connect to them. Um, that we'll have to get to those are a little pricier. So if you're if you have Curse of Oak, Curse of Oak Island, I keep doing that. <laughs> which is a great show, it is a great show. Um, Could it be? Because it, this is called Fireball Island, the Curse of Volcarth. But I kept saying Curse <laughs> of Oak Island. I don't know. Um, the Fireball. We're just changing the name. Yeah. So Fireball Island. If you have the base game, if you're looking for which expansions to get, definitely get the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Bees, and the Last Adventurer, just because they're cheaper and they add uh, enough change, uh, but not significantly, I think. And it's easy to you could teach both expansions when you teach the game too, um, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. So yeah. Anyway, great. Had a lot of fun with that. I'm glad we got to pull that out and play that. It was great. Yeah, it was good. Okay, well, last game on the list I want to talk about. Um, I know we've talked about this game 
uh, many times, so I apologize as a repeat, so I won't talk about it a whole lot, but it's Bang the Dice Game. Uh, same group that I pulled Cash and Guns out. We pulled Bang, Bang, Bang. Bang, bang the Dice Game out. We did play with the old saloon um, Here we go. expansion. Um, nice. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you got me off track. So anyway, this is uh, the dice version of Bang. So Bang is a card game. It's a spaghetti western. Think silly old west like movies. Um, you know, you have the sheriff, the outlaws, renegades, and and you're you're trying to shoot each other. And it kind of has a unique mechanic where, um, it's kind of hidden information. So it's a little social deduction to try to figure out who who's who and whatnot. And and the roles change every time you play. And then it has a unique mechanic where there's this uh distance so the people sitting next to me are distance one versus the people on that is distance distance one distance two and so on and in the card game there's actually different guns and the guns have different distance so your guns could actually affect who you shoot which adds more into trying to figure out who's who because if you're the outlaw you're trying to kill the sheriff but you might not have a big enough gun if you will um and so the card game's really good it the games can drag on and there's player elimination if you get killed and sometimes you could be out for half an hour um, so it's really fun, except for that aspect. So that's why I think the bang the dice game is really more fun. Uh, it's it's the same. You have the roles that are hidden. You have special powers for your character, and then instead of the cards, you're you're rolling dice, and the dice have different uh, faces. So it it has the distance where you can only shoot one or two away. There's beers for getting health. Um, there's dynamite that can blow up if you get three of them, but you can't re-roll them. There's arrows, so you can get arrow, these little arrow tokens. And if all the arrows uh, get taken, then they go off and you, you lose, you lose health equal to the arrows, which arrows will stay on the table. So you could add arrows from multiple turns ago and then finally they get, they, they go off. And that's basically it. And the turns just go pretty quick. You're, you know, the outlaws are trying to kill the sheriff. The sheriff are trying to kill the outlaws and the renegade. Renegade's trying to kill the outlaws, the vice deputy, and then the sheriff. And um, it just scales really well with different player counts. And it's just fun, lighthearted game. And I really like the theme. And it's really easy to play. Um, we play with the old saloon, which is the first expansion. It's almost a must. Like, you must. It, you almost have to play with it. The old saloon makes the game so much better. So if you have Bang the Dice game or you played it or think about buying it, definitely get the old saloon expansion. It's pretty cheap. Um, what it does is adds two new dice so you can swap out a dice. There's a coward and a courage courage die i think or whatever i forgot what they call it uh but essentially one die adds a lot of defensive stuff like multiple there's like double heals and some new faces while the other one is a little more aggressive where there's double shots but you can also shoot yourself <laughs> and take damage so there's like high risk high reward and then it adds new characters and a couple other uh play player mechanics with the chief arrow and everything like that and um it's a lot of fun i've pulled this out and played this with so many people over the years and every single person that I've played this with just really enjoys the game and it, it's lighthearted a lot of fun so a little a little less social deduction um the only bad thing is you kind of need a minimum of like five players to make it good you can yeah, play at three or four players more but, of a party eh. game it's a lot more fun with more people yeah you can play like five to nine players on this it's a lot of fun um, really enjoy it. and it's easy to learn um, it's like Yahtzee style and there's nice cards that come with it that show all the dice face and it's pretty ex exp um, explanatory it takes a little bit more to explain than cash and guns but still plays pretty well and you can get games in what in like 5-10 minutes sometimes yeah. maybe 15 or 20 depending on how it all shakes out um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. I really like it. Highly suggest it. If you're, if you're, you're trying to decide between the card game or the dice game, definitely go with the dice. 
it's hard to go wrong with them. And then there's a couple other, there's another expansion, like uh, that adds like zombies and stuff. And it gets really silly. Um, but that one's a lot of fun. I've played that a couple times and I suggest that one too. That That's more of one you add in. If you play this game a lot and you're kind of like, eh, I want something a little different, get the dead or alive expansion. It gets really silly. Highly suggest it. That's bang the dice game. And that was the old saloon uh, expansion. So a lot of fun. Uh, Emily, you've played this and you, yeah. you enjoy it. Oh, yeah. I love this game, but I just don't get to play it very often. Have you played the card version? Yes, I've done both. Mm. Because, well... Oh, that's right. Yeah. I don't know how long we've had the card game, but I we had that before the dice game. And I played it then. I think the card game was one of the first games we actually bought for hobby games. Yeah, so we've had it a long time. It was actually one of the first hobby games I played with the guys at work that was introduced. I I fell in love. Like, this is really cool because obviously, you know, these kind of hobby games are way different than these mass market games. And so this Mm -hmm. is one of the first games and I was blown away that you could have a game with this kind of theme <laughs> and strategy, but also social deduction and attacking each other. This was this was cool to me. And so I went out and bought it, and it's like, well, okay, well, this is a five-player game plus. but you know. Right. A lot of your first games were social deduction games. Yeah. Because I, you played them at work. Yeah, we and played then, a lot and of And I am not – I like dice. The I mean <laughs> – I like dice. I, I like dice. I like dials. Um, I like Bang, uh, but I'm actually not a huge social deduction person. Game, social deduction game. Yeah, it's definitely person. lie on the social deduction, especially in the card game. It, it there's a big deal of like holding out as long as possible sometimes to try to you know figure out who you are. But in the dice game, there's really not that big of incentive to reveal yourself. Right. Um. And in fact, in the game, it adds special variable roles where you can reveal the, your role to everybody and you get like a one-time super strong action uh, that can, can kind of change the game. Like Somebody could be on the death's door and you play it and you're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so there's not as big of emphasis on, on hiding your role, but early on, it's kind of fun. You're the sheriff. Everybody knows who the sheriff is, but the sheriff, you're like, I don't know who to shoot, but I have to shoot somebody. Uh, because the dice came up that way. Um, yeah. So a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, we're about the 40 minute mark here. We've talked about some great games. Um, so we're going to go ahead and end it there. Uh, we do appreciate you listening. In the coming weeks, uh, Chris and I are we're going to come back next week. We have a couple games that we played with Corey to talk about that I'm excited to talk about because uh, like one of them was actually really, really good. A lot of fun. And uh, then we'll have our gaming goals coming up. And then, heck, we're basically into 2021 by that time, yes. which is kind of crazy. And then hopefully we can get back to some kind of level of normalcy with the vaccine coming. And uh, we'll see how yeah, 2021 we'll see, comes I guess. out. But um, we did um, one thing before we, we end. We did finish Pandemic Season 1. Yes, we did. Uh, since the last time we recorded. Uh it was awesome. It was awesome. It, it was, was good. Really good. I really liked it. I joked around a little bit about having a spoiler episode to talk about it, but we might do that. Corey texted me and he said he'd be in. So maybe the three of us have like a little mini special episode maybe that we release and talk about the so we can just talk about the game. Have a have a debrief yeah. about the game. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> But it would be a lot of fun to talk about this game um, with with spoilers because, man, it was... I'll be there for moral support as you and Corey debrief the game. (laughs) Emily wanders off for a while. (laughs) You guys still talking about about January? It's a 12-month game. 
Um, I have to go pull the book out, and we'll have to I have to go through our notes and be like, oh yeah, I remember that. Um, but we're actually talking and about we'll trigger everyone as we're living in a real life pandemic. Man, there's some funny parallels to this game in COVID, actually, especially with our game and how it shook out. Yeah, uh, again, without any spoilers. So when we talk about it, it it, it kind of made us chuckle because we started this in January and then we didn't play again until like April, I think. It was so May. COVID had kind of started already, and we pulled it out, and we're like, "Oh boy!" It obviously in January didn't make we a had difference. No idea. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like yeah, you kind of heard about it in China, but China, um, <laughs> in China, uh, but it still hadn't clicked. Like whatever, when we played it the first time, but then when we played it the second time, we pulled it, pulled the game out, and started playing it. We're like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's neither here nor there. Uh, so we're really excited. Actually, we're gonna play season two next year. So we we ordered season two, and we're gonna start that up in January or February. Yeah, it'll be one of our goals. So we're gonna go through that. Hopefully, it doesn't take us twelve months to play it, but we'll see. <laughs> well, that's... the last one only took us eleven. <laughs> it only took us eleven months over a pandemic, <laughs> the play pandemic. Um, so maybe less uh, for this. Um, Talk about gameplay. Like experience or no kidding, like, no kidding. I'd I'd be I haven't I don't even know what season two is. I I didn't want to spoil anything, but it'd be funny if season two the whole thing is just about vaccines and distributing vaccines, uh, because that'll be about the time that we'll be getting vaccines or something. <laughs> um, it'll be kind of funny. But, oh man! Uh, all right, well that's coming up. Uh, so some fun stuff. Hopefully on the new year when things settle down a little bit with work and school with our kids and your work, Emily. Uh, we can get back to a little more bit of normalcy, and then um, maybe we can do some fun stuff that we've been talking about with the podcast, yes. like live streaming. I need to re- get the revamped website live, um, uh, new logos, new artwork, new show formats. Like, There's a lot of stuff on the to-do list I've been slacking on this year. What nine months of working through a pandemic will do. Because <laughs> I'm going to cut that last part out, but then everybody's going to be like, why are you laughing? <laughs> listen to the outtakes. No, you need, a, you need to listen to it. Yeah, so all right well uh we're gonna end it there before i my voice cracks or something that <laughs> emily laughs and makes fun of me for five more minutes uh we do appreciate you listening thanks for holding yes. up this far if you if you made it you get a point a star point of, of something <laughs> congratulations kind. pat on the back friends yes uh you get absolutely nothing but i'll give you a thousand points if you've made it this far uh, we do appreciate listening. To, uh, tune in next time for episode 84 chris and i will be talking about some games and some more games and stuff. Um, and some, probably some games. And probably some Kickstarters, knowing us. Uh, that, that'll that be next week. Uh, if you have any feedback, comments, concerns, maybe concerns, uh, feel free to reach out to us. We have our social media and email at the end of this episode and the outro. Um, but really, we do appreciate listening. We've had fun. Um, until next time from the games we play, I'm Brian. And I'm Emily. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com. Episode 83, bang, 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 here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Mario. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. Try again. (laughs) Episode 83, bang, bang, bang. Here we go! Nine months of working from home <laughs> during a pandemic has been doing pandemic. Pandemic. <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> this is what I. This is what I.
So I have to put up with it. No, I'm sure. Um, what nine months of working through a pandemic will do. So I'm going to cut that last part out, but then everybody's going to be like, why are you laughing? Listen to the outtakes. You no, you need, a, you need to listen to it. Yeah, 